As we head into the Christmas weekend, we have travel chaos across Canada, quite frankly, across North America, because we've got flights canceled out of Toronto. We've got flights canceled out of Vancouver. We've got a storm that they're calling it in the United States, a once in a generation storm. Come on, like, as we head into Christmas, give us a break. Also today, we had our weekly Gab with Gabby. It's Friday. And we asked you about the treats that you like to have only at this time of year. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling, who is off today, and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. This is the Friday, December 23rd podcast for the start. And we all wish you Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all the best. It is McGarry and McNabb. Mackling is off today, and uh, <laughs> we're getting into the Christmas weekend. It's Friday. Just wanted to have a fun Friday and ease into the holidays, Loren, but I'm looking at this weather map, the weather warning map on Environment Canada's website, and virtually the whole of Canada, like almost the, the entire country, is painted red with warnings scattered across the the entire nation. I want to start the day by saying, you know, we'll get through this, but it is frustrating, I think, for so many who might be waking up this morning thinking, can't we just get a break already? I think it was around 9 last night that I texted you, Brett, to share that WestJet in Ontario is preemptively cancelling flights in and out of Toronto today, and you know that's just going to have huge ramifications right across this country for anyone trying to get on a plane because it won't be the only airline struggling. It's a bomb cyclone or cyclone bomb. I can't even remember the insane terms that it's being called now, but the whole continent, it feels like, is being impacted. And so it could be travel by air. It could be travel by road. You might be heading out on the road today or tomorrow, or maybe you're just trying to get across the city. We've got extreme cold here in Winnipeg, and I'm trying not to pull out my hair because I feel so sorry for so many who were looking forward to this holiday with that, finally, we can maybe feel like normal. And I suppose the weather is the normal part, if that makes sense, Brett, because it's not like we don't have these events in years past or we haven't had them in years past. But, man, can't we just just cut us some slack already, you know? Yeah, it's brutal with the flights out of Toronto and WestJet also uh preemptively cancelling flights out of Vancouver. They, that started at 11.50 Pacific time, so that would have been one fifty our time this morning into late this afternoon. So with flights out of Vancouver and Toronto, at least from WestJet cancelled, those, those are the two hubs in this country, so that's going to affect everybody who wants to fly today. Like we have colleagues who are hoping to get home to British Columbia this weekend and who knows when that's going to happen. And then when you look at what's happening in the States as well, 190 million Americans are, and we're going to get more into this in our next segment, but half of the population of the United States of America is under some sort of a weather watch for this once in a generation storm. I don't know if you want to do yourself a favor and and look at that, Environment Canada weather map and then look at the continental weather map that you can get from the National Weather Service or if you want to just sort of stick your head in the proverbial sand or maybe in this case snow and pretend it's not happening. But man, it is happening. It is happening everywhere. And so I really can't think of a destination you might be going today. And I'm including you, Brett, going home to the village 
in five, six, four hours time, you're going to want to maybe look twice to where you're heading because it, it's just nasty. It's nasty out there. Yeah, it's cold. It's windy. And um, I mean, there, there is the good news is that it, it is going to start to warm up next week a little bit. Like even looking towards the new year, the New Year's Eve, which is often amongst the coldest days of the year, doesn't look too bad. So we're going to speak with, we're going to have more on the travel situation in our next segment. David Phillips from Environment Canada joins us at 7.05 to tell us more about this storm system and what we can expect uh, in our own backyard. We have also lots of jet stuff to talk about today. The Winnipeg Jets had an early lead last night on Boston, but fell 3-2. to two. So we've got the sounds of the game coming up at 6.35, the best of bonus at 7.20, and then the John Shannon Jets commentary at 7.55. Um, but, uh, and then at 8.35, we are going to try to lighten things up just a touch because there are a lot of new movies out this weekend. There's always a lot of new movies out around Christmas time. And there's a brand spanking new theater that just opened in Winnipeg a couple of weeks ago, the Ren Cineplex Junction in Kildonan Place, which I believe it's the first theater of its kind, this Junction Theater. It's the first of its kind in Canada. So that's kind of cool that we, we got it first. I'll tell you what sounds pretty good. I mean, look, like the one thing that I always think about the weather when it's cold like this, particularly around any holiday season, is that sure, you might want to have travel plans and this might affect them. And I understand that. And you might have had plans to maybe go skiing or get out there and you might think, oh my gosh, it's way too cold. But it also allows you to choose to hunker down without that guilt, you know, like get to the theater and have some popcorn and be like, well, I got nothing else to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe you just don't like your family. You're like, that's it. I'm out of yes. here. <laughs> yeah, like you know what, Dad? Yeah, I'm I'm alone. Leave me alone. Or Mom? Okay, fine. I don't have a job. Get lost. You know what I do have? I got a movie to go to. See you later. I don't know. It's not a perfect scenario for everyone, right? And also, the thing about the theater is, at the very least, you know you're going for the popcorn. So I mean. Yeah, Don't that's, pretend you're not. I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I, I used to go to the movies all the time, and <laughs> I, I, I've cut back on the movies, and I think it's because of the popcorn, because I just cannot go to the movie without eating the popcorn, and as much as I love it, I inhale it as though I'm, like, a, a some sort of bear in the, in the wilderness who, who, like, doesn't know when it's going to get its next meal, and then, <laughs> and then I feel like, uh, like I'm going to die. Uh, halfway through the movie. so That's a lot of butter. And not to mention, like, they should put those lobster bibs out at <laughs> theaters for people who eat popcorn. Don't you think? Like, so you go to the movie and you enjoy yourself. It's a great time. I love going to the movies. I love that popcorn. But you feel ill after if you consume too much. And then you inevitably, like, every third time, I have a sweater I can never wear again. Yeah. That, that stuff will One ruin drop. your clothes. Yeah. One drop of popcorn, a kernel on your shirt. That butter stain, like I feel like a bib or I should wear a robe. Yeah, I always feel bad because when you take the napkins, they always have these little notes and signs that say, please, you know, you don't don't take too many napkins. Too many? I take like 15 napkins. It's never enough. Oh my God, like it's never enough. <laughs> now I want popcorn though. We've been in and out of the airport for nearly 60 hours since, so um, both in Pearson and both here in Winnipeg. I was supposed to go home two days ago. Yeah, and then my flights got cancelled. It's just sad that I was planning to go to a trip, nice and hot, and then I have to stay in Winnipeg. 
The hits keep coming for almost anyone trying to get anywhere this holiday. As Loren just mentioned, Winnipeg is under an extreme cold warning. Most of southern Manitoba is blowing snow advisory in Winnipeg and the Red River Valley, forcing Environment Canada to warn travel is expected to be hazardous due to reduced visibility in some locations. So that's on the roads, Brett. And then there's our airport, so BC, struggling with the aftermath of that snowstorm, and now Ontario in the middle of a major system that had WestJet announcing that they've preemptively cancelled all scheduled flights arriving and departing Toronto Pearson International Airport starting at 8 our time today. WestJet flights will likely be cancelled into tomorrow morning. And on the Toronto Pearson website, there are a whole host of delays and cancellations for other airlines as well. And this is because of this bomb cyclone. We'll have more on that in a moment. But man, as you can imagine, this is extremely upsetting for travellers. Global's Tour Isri spoke to some who've already been trying for days to get home to loved ones or maybe just kickstart that long-awaited holidays and their heartbreak is real. This woman from Ottawa booked a trip to Hawaii, a much-needed break after her husband's health complications. But their connection in BC was cancelled. Now we're worn out because of other problems that we've been having. And we finally gave up on trying to get to Vancouver. This mother is worn out too. She doesn't know when she'll get home to Nunavut. How long have you been at the airport for? Since 4 a.m. For nothing. With the baby on my back. Who knows if those travelers will get anywhere today. Anywhere. There's going to be a massive ripple effect from all the delays and cancellations in Toronto and Vancouver. And the picture is bleak. Like almost everywhere. They're calling it this once-in-a-generation storm. Uh, And remember Buffalo, New York, they just had like, uh, I don't know how many feet of snow and the headlines in Buffalo. Six feet, I think. Yeah. Five or six. It was insane just a few weeks ago, right? And they're, they're, but they're calling this the the generational storm because of the wind speed they're expecting there. A third of the population in the United States is under some sort of a weather warning. Global News meteorologist Anthony Farnell explains what this bomb cyclone is all about. When you hear terms like that, meteorologists are referring to the intensification process of this storm. It will undergo bombogenesis. It'll become a bomb cyclone deepening very quickly, bringing in moisture from the Atlantic. Our water vapor imagery shows the depth of this trough all the way down basically to the Gulf Coast and then bringing everything back up north towards the Great Lakes. There are warnings all over the place, every Canadian province, most of the U.S. as well. Wind chill warnings all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico because of the Arctic air. It's been around for quite a while in the prairies more unusual the further south you go. So this is, of course, you know, when we're talking about plans for the holidays, I think that's what so many people are thinking of. But, Brett, we also have to be super aware that just if you focus here on Winnipeg and Manitoba with this extreme cold warning, we're talking about frostbite in a matter of minutes. So you could be traveling and heading out somewhere today. What are you packing in your car? And then, of course, you have to think about our most vulnerable on the streets today. Salo Mission serving up their meal today, their Christmas meal for the, those who really need it. How are they going to get through the next few days? There's so many thoughts in my head. I just, uh, you, you feel ill for so many. At 7.07, we are going to speak with David Phillips from Environment Canada. At 7.45, we're going to hear from the Winnipeg Airports Authority. And most of all, we want to hear from you. And please feel free to let us know if you are seeing anything out there, like Jolene, who says Highway 75 south of Morris is near zero visibility, but the road condition is good. So let us know if there's anything else we need to share.
204-780-6868. Or and I'll, let us know if you're tra- if like are your travel plans messed up or were you expecting loved ones to come visit you? 204-780-6868. <laughs> It is McGarry and McNabb. Mackling is off today as we head into the Christmas weekend. In our next segment, we're going to tell you how you can win yourself some tickets for Hockey Can't Stop, the Bisons versus the Ukrainian national team, January 9th at Canada Life Centre. And it will have to do with something to do with the holiday season and treats in oh. the holiday season. And Brett, basically, I'm going to guess by around 6.56, you and I will both remark, I'm starving now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yep, yep. We I do. might even just go down a rabbit hole again of what anyone has to say, but here we go. We do it We do it to ourselves. <laughs> we do it to ourselves. We grumble well, about being hungry, but we do it to ourselves. But we don't have Greg to buffer us out. He's off today, and so we, we don't have the ability to, like, you know, you and I go deep down a rabbit hole of websites of food, and yeah. he's there to keep talking. And that was... <laughs> Right? And now just what, dead air? Like we can't we gotta focus, Brett. Focus. Save your Googling for the commercial breaks, okay? <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy looking at the zombie this. burger. Stop it. Like I did that yesterday too, and Greg kept talking. I was like, Thank God he's here because Brett and I are we're like ordering food from Iowa or wherever that was. <laughs> it was in it was indeed. It was Des Moines, Iowa. Um a traffic note, by the way, from uh Richard at the end of Patterson Road, just off the perimeter, Highway Six, where it crosses over into the perimeter. There's a car in the ditch at the end of Patterson Road blocking the road. They could use a tow truck, says Richard. So thank you very much for that. Uh we've got the sounds of the game coming up in just a few minutes' time, but we wanted to expand on something Jeff mentioned in his newscast, and that social media and trying to figure out where is this true? And uh, more and more, Loren, if I see uh, an interesting headline or something, I will I'll often like I, I part of what we do, we, we have to like double source everything. We can't just get you know one thing and then and then run with it. We got to double source it and triple source it before we can confirm that it's actually happening. And it, that's what I do. And I end up doing on social media. Like, is this real? I got to Google this picture. I got to check this. I got to check that headline. And uh, it's it's to the point now where I'm almost like, oh, forget it. I don't even want to look at this stuff. Well, that's, you know, that's our job, right? To cut through the spin, for example, that might come from a group or politician or organization to find out what's really being said. We're supposed to look at data, understand the message, try to find the hard facts. And and we work really hard to do that. I think we're just trying to make the point here that that's what we do for a living. We've had training on different fronts, you know, even how to take a look at the metadata or, or where the photo source is from or the geo location and say, okay, that's accurate, or at least that's accurate for that time of day. We have all these little tools we use. And even then, I will go to some websites and think, hang on, this can't be right, because websites will go to great length to look like maybe an actual scientific publication or a news organization, Brett. And a lot of time, they're fakes, or the screen grabs are fakes, and you got to be really careful. Yeah, that's why we're asking this morning, if you believe... What you read on social media. Ipsos recently did a poll on behalf of Global News and found Canadians are split on whether they trust the information they get on social media, with 54% saying they do, 48% saying they don't. Gen Z is more trusting. Some 68% say they trust info they find on social media. Millennials are at 55%. Boomers, 45%. Sean Simpson is with Ipsos. Older generations obviously see much more concerned about 
social media's uh, ability to spread false information quickly. Younger people a little less uh, concerned about that. Young, older generations more concerned about fake news. Among all ages, four out of five Canadians believe misinformation is a serious threat to democratic values, but it might depend on how you use social media or even your understanding of how the platforms work. The youngest generations are actually the most savvy on social media, and perhaps as a result, they're more uh, uh, able to, to spot misinformation. The number of times in my own household, you know, my husband or my kids will be looking for something and they're getting to that age, my oldest particularly, writing essays, right, Brett? And he's learning to having to provide the source, like the bibliography, and he'll go, well, I got it from this website. And then I'll try to explain to him, well, that's not your best source for that information. But he's like, well, it says it right here, right? And so even at a really young age, it's not the same way even when you went to an encyclopedia. And I was like, well, it's in that book now. So that's the fact for that era of time. There's just just a proliferation of nonsense out there and it's really hard whether you're 12 or 20 or, or 72 to figure it all out and you're trying really hard you, you said sometimes you don't even bother it's to the point even last night when I got I get I have this uh, app that harvests headlines from different sections based on keywords that I'm interested in and then it sends me what you know it's called data miner it sends me alerts and it sent me that alert last night that WestJet was preemptively canceling flights in Ontario, and that there was also preemptive cancellations in BC, so like a hundred flights in each province at least. And I thought, no, like, and it was coming from like three different reporters from three different organizations. And I still went to the WestJet website because I, for some reason, wanted it was the kind of news you didn't want that I thought I have to make sure that this is true. And so I guess that's the lens to which we all have to be looking at. Like, it's you know, it could be gossip, and do you want to be the person that's spreading? false information about a co-worker and or a policy and or an organization or do you want to try to find the truth and another thing that's becoming increasingly difficult is just images like with so many social media yes. now that are either image based or video based you know like tiktok they're like there are over two billion people on instagram one and a half billion people on tiktok and you watch some you watch things and you gotta go like is this real? Because so many people are really skilled at, at creating the content, at manipulating the video, at doing animation. And you got to sometimes you're like, oh, that's neat. And then you sort of take a closer look and you think, I don't know if that's if this is a gag, if this is real or what. So, yeah, it's a, it, it, you can feel free to weigh in at 204-780-6868 and you can read more at globalnews.ca um, and maybe we'll maybe make this the subject of our question of the day on social media. McGarry and McNabb, Mackling is off today. We have tickets to give away for the Hockey Can't Stop Tour, the Bisons versus the Ukrainian national team, January 9th at Canada Life Centre. And we have a four-pack of tickets to give away for today. And we are asking you about treats that you might only have during the holiday season. Right, Loren? Food, 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 food that you would only eat right now. Like, you know, eggnog, for example. But no one can say that because we know that's the holiday drink that some might have. Although I've been reading lately, it's harder to find. Has anyone else noticed that? I'm not an eggnog person. I'm not an eggnog person either. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, great question with no answer that I've just posed. Sorry. (laughs) I I see it at the store. I see it at the store. All right. Then fake news for me. (laughs) You got to check your source on that, I suppose, Loren. You know what eggnog is in French? No. Lait de poule. 
which is like basically like chicken, chicken milk. milk? Yeah. Ew. Yeah, now which I makes know it a lot less appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the treats that you might only consume during the holiday season, whether it's food, whether it's a drink. My buddy uh, Kent, he makes this uh, every year. He makes this rum cream that's uh, just delightful. I've asked him for the recipe like 10 times, always with the intention of making it myself. But then I just wait till he does it. Um, so tell us about that. And if you've got a story. To a company that maybe it's something that you used to consume, like something your mom used to make when you were a kid. 204-780-6868 for a chance to win those tickets. So let's go around the horn here. Loren, why don't we start with you? I don't want to always bring everything back to pierogies, but this is my life because I I do enjoy pierogies. I have them at, at several meals throughout the year, but only at Christmas time do we make in my family what's called, we call it the dirty pierogi sauce because it just has all the things that, shouldn't go together but when they are together it's magical and so it is of course bacon and onions and I just mixed this all up yesterday to hopefully serve Sunday if I can get to where I want to go and it's bacon and onions and then mushroom soup and a dollop of sour cream basically just salt that you warm up and then you dip your pierogies in it and it's awesome oh, man. I only ever do it at Christmas time because it's wrong you know like you can't like if you want to drink it it's like when you have gravy. You're like, what can I? What could? What else could I put this gravy in? Like, I've there, there. Everybody in our family at some point between say midnight and seven a.m. You can hear someone in the fridge dipping something into that sauce, <laughs> like anything. And, and 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 to the point where it'll be the thing that's gone first, and there'll still be say pierogies or turkey or other things left. And you're like, well, what did you use this sauce for? And the answer is, who cares? <laughs> I I just took a spoon of it. Yes, Jeff Braun. What about you? Well, for me, it's my mom's baking, and uh, I didn't fly home, or not home, I didn't fly to where they live now in Ottawa this year, and I guess that's a minor blessing given what's going on with air travel. So, but they, So they sent me the baking, and the boxes arrived Wednesday, and I got a couple of dozen butter tarts and biscuits and chocolate chip cookies and some kind of a ring cake, a cinnamon ring cake. Uh, it's, uh, so that will absolutely be the highlight of my Christmas because my mom's biscuits are uh, – Pretty much my favorite food on the planet, and I look forward to trying not to devour them too quickly. I did have the wherewithal to put them in the freezer right away after eating a couple of them, and it's just like, okay, JB, just parse this stuff out. Try to make it last instead of <laughs> eating it all in two days, which is what's happened many other times. Like you hid them on yourself, basically. Like maybe Absolutely. I won't be able to find them. <laughs> and if they're frozen, you know, then it buys you some time, too, to sure. rethink some horrible decision at 10 30 at night. <laughs> Just, just go to bed, JB. They'll be thawing in the morning. Good for you. Some discipline from Jeff Braun. Cam Poitras, what about you? Well, i got to correct. Uh, I said uh, laid du pool. It's obviously poulet. I mean, my French is just absolutely atrocious, so I have to correct <laughs> I would imagine that pronunciation the, there. Wow. Getting the bad. chicken to stand still would be the hardest part, wouldn't it? Uh, how do you milk a chicken? It? I don't know. Someone's got to figure that out. Um, you know, I wish that my family had something that we did – uh, during the holidays, but kind of growing up, like I always had like an advent calendar, um, which was always special as you, you know, counting down from December 1st all the way to the 25th. It goes way faster, by the way, now that I'm older. Like when I was a kid, the month of December was like the longest tease leading up to Christmas. It was like so long. I remember it being just eons. Um, but I will eat one candy cane a year. I don't like candy canes, but for some reason, I always have will, will have one. So I expect that'll be on Christmas Eve with my family. But um, yeah, candy canes not not all that not not that great. 
Do you have a like a, just a standard like the red and white yeah, candy I just, cane? I just stick with the normal candy okay. cane. What, are you not a peppermint person? Is that why? No, I don't mind peppermint, but I don't know. Like a candy cane, it's just it gets sticky. It's very awkward to eat. Like when you when you get down to like the 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 part that's like um, that's sort of the arc, um, it gets it's, it gets difficult. Just put the whole thing in your mouth, man. <laughs> uh, what? Matt Abra, what you about just you? Say that. As I recall, there were uh, two basic traditions in our family. I would always get one of those marshmallow Santas in my stocking which was decidedly more exciting than the socks I would otherwise get. Yeah. But then on top of that, after we had torn through the presents, me and my sisters and my family, we would sit down for a nice uh, breakfast casserole, uh, which was made of just cheese and meat and stuff, and it was great, you know. But I remember uh, one year where I was never really all that excited for the casserole, and the rest of my family could never understand this. And I think when I was like 10 years old, I finally came out with it and said, I don't like peppers. Because it was filled with peppers. Oh, okay. And then finally my mom's like, well, why didn't you tell me? And she was so sweet about it. So since then, there has not been a single pepper in the casserole. And I've been very excited about it since then. Attaboy, you, yeah. you, you elicited some change. My, I did. My family would have just said, well, just pick them out. You don't have to eat them. Just pick them out. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they probably should have said that to me in retrospect. But my mom's a good mom. so. Yeah, there you go. And that sounds good. That's uh, My mom, I think, made a, a similar casserole for uh, for Christmas breakfast. It is McGarry and McNabb. Mackling is off today. We are going to check in with David Phillips in just a moment from Environment Canada on the weather chaos that we're seeing across North America, but reminder, 204-780-6868. Treats you only have this time of year. Loren, what does Joanne say? I'm surprised it took this long to come in. Joanne says, nuts and bolts, shortbread cookies only at Christmas. My mom used to make delicious nuts and bolts with... uh, an assortment of nuts and shreddies and Cheerios and I, I think she, like bugles? Cheese, she, bugles were in there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what sort of oil she used on it to make it all delicious. Pretzels were in there and inevitably, uh, and she'd always get mad at us uh, because we, whenever we would dive into them, we would leave the pretzels. So like at the yeah. end, you just had this big handful of pretzels. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't I get want it. The pretzels. It's like when you get what is that Chex Mix or something? Yeah, and you can t- like each person in the family has a clearly a different priority, right? Whether it's the cheesy or the pretzel or the I can't remember what's else in there, the sun chips, and uh, it's a mess by the end. But it, pretzels are often left for last. Yeah, it's <laughs> shortbread cookies too. Yeah, that were, I should go get some. I, I like having those this time of year as well. Thanks for that, Joanne. Keep those texts coming for a chance to win tickets to see the Bisons and the Ukrainian national team next month at Canada Life Centre. It is a sea of red on the Environment Canada website this morning. Yeah, so of course red is the color they use to indicate some sort of weather warning. And with the exception of pretty much all of Nunavut, so like the north seems to be doing okay, Canadians are being hit with either snow, extreme cold, wind, or maybe all of the above. And these warnings, they extend deep into the United States, deep south into the U.S. David Phillips is, of course, the senior climatologist with Environment Canada and joins us now. Good morning, David. Hey, good morning, guys. You know, yesterday I had the big question of the day. I asked about 12 people, and I said, okay, there are nine provinces and uh, three territories with weather warnings out. Which province does not have a weather warning? Yes. Nobody guessed Manitoba. Listen, David, we said that yesterday. We said, wow, look at Manitoba. We're standing alone with no warnings, and then I think we jinxed ourselves. So let's start with southern Manitoba. What are we seeing? Well, you're right. I mean, what we have are, um, of course, uh, 
the um, extreme cold warning and when you needed a, a wind chill threat of minus 40 or below to to trigger that and certainly that that has been in some areas and also yesterday I, I think you you ended up with about you know 24 hours of light snow not a lot of accumulation but that's 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 sort of the uh, ammunition for the winds to pick up and create blowing snow and and poor visibilities and so certainly that's what we're seeing uh, today the winds have got a little stronger and they're going to be for the day but but you know by the evening uh, they'll, they'll ease down so it could very well be that uh, for Winnipeg the you won't have the uh, the wind chill warning uh, the, the winter cold warning but um, and, and I think the, the the visibility will be a little better maybe the winds will be lighter and so there might be less blowing snow so but hey right now you can join the rest of the Confederation and uh, and say hey we we are weather weather we are weather weenies too here in Winnipeg <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's nothing to be a weenie about looking at the radar here. In uh, I'm just looking at uh, out what's going on out east. What is the situation where you are in southern Ontario? Well, Brad, you know, it, it's almost what really excites me as a weather guy is that, you know, you, you the forecast is there and it's really a mixed bag of, of my God, a whole lexicon of weather misery. And then you think, well, gee, is it really going to play out? And you think, I, I hope it does in a way. In a way, I hope it doesn't for people's inconvenience, especially at this time of the year. But then it follows a script. It arrives by clockwork. And, you know, we saw certainly in Ontario where I live, we saw, you know, uh, rain this morning where it was supposed to be, snow where it was supposed to be. Like in Windsor, where I'm born in Windsor, and it had blowing and, and snow, but they had rain before that. Toronto's had rain, Ottawa's had rain, but it's coming up. It's coming up the 401, and uh, and so it's just almost like clockwork. So, you know, kind of uh, makes you excited when you when you think, my gosh, what, you're, what you said was going to happen really did. So it's really a misery. And, and, you know, it's so many of those aspects of it. I mean, it's like, it's like I say, just so many weather warnings out for flash freezes, and for snow and for rain and 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 blizzards and and wind speeds and blowing snow. I mean, it's just it's just everywhere and it's just a mixed bag and and of course that's making a driving treacherous. And you know, I mean, if you think it's bad where you are, well, my gosh, think about Vancouver. My gosh, they have warnings out today for uh, winter weather warnings that include freezing rain, heavy rain, strong winds, wind chills. My gosh, they don't have a flash freeze, but my gosh, it, it's uh, it's pretty cold. They have ice pellets, and 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 it's just a, a really, and that's a city that sometimes doesn't get very much winter. So hey, uh, there's a lot of misery there, and there is across the country and across the continent because this mammoth system that somehow has avoided Manitoba has been hitting Ontario and Quebec and all the Maritimes, and then finally will leave. Say, um, I'm thinking about noon tomorrow, will be leaving the province of Ontario and and things might get back to a little better. But then you get that blowing snow that always the... And the strong winds are always the first to arrive and the last to leave. And so that, that will be um, an issue with us right through till uh, till probably Christmas Eve. I hear what you're saying about the idea that 
you know, you don't want to be right, but you want to be right because that's your job, right, David? Yeah, and so when we use terms like cyclone bomb or bomb cyclone, I seem to invert those words. So many people go, oh, come on, take yeah. it easy. But here we are experiencing that in many parts of the continent. We just have 30 seconds here, David, but how does this compare? I mean, you've been doing this for years. Uh, this time of year, of course, nobody wants to be slowed down with travel. But right. how does this type of massive system, if I look at the radar, it's like a like a, just a giant blob sat down on all of North America, sparing Nunavut, and, and as you said, misery everywhere. Yeah, I've seen it redder across the, 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 the country, um, particularly in the wintertime. You don't see that in other seasons, but certainly in the winter with the whole list of, of misery that can be uh, a result of winter weather, uh, it, it usually pretty well every area is covered. Uh, I'm not sure it looks like a weather warning or a liberal sweep, but in fact, it, it, it has that look to it, you see. <laughs> and, and so, An election anyways, map. I'm not going to get in trouble now, but anyways, I, I, I think it, it is really... You will look at that and, and you think, "Wow, everybody is in a in a in a difficult situation." Of course, uh, guys, you know this is the busy time of the year. People pick. It. I've got to go get my turkey sometime today, and I don't know where I'm going to be able to get that. You see, because uh, of the uh, the busyness I have. But anyways, hey, it's um it is with us, and it's going to be. Uh, but hey, I'm going to give you some good news. Things are looking like they're going to warm up in in to, to Christmas and New Year's, and in in January. Those those wind uh, weather warnings will end for Manitoba as the warm air moves in. David Phillips, Senior Climatologist with Environment Canada, thank you very much for joining us this morning and happy holidays to you, sir. Thank you much, guys. Bye-bye. McGarry and McNabb, Mackling is off today. We just mentioned the airport. There could be some long hours, some long days for anyone looking to fly in or out of Winnipeg. Really anyone looking to potentially get anywhere today. Yeah, we're monitoring the situation on the roads. If you've got feedback and you're and you're trying to get somewhere, let us know what you're seeing on the road, 780-6868. But in the meantime, we want to turn our attention to the skies because as we were telling you earlier, WestJet, of course, has preemptively canceled flights to and from Pearson Airport starting at 8 this morning. That includes about 140 flights at five airports in Ontario and Quebec. And then there's another 126 flights at five airports in BC also impacted. And then, you know, there's the weather woes in both those provinces on the West Coast and in Ontario. And then there's the extreme cold on the prairies. And so Michelle Rossette is with the Winnipeg Airport Authority. And we welcome him on to tell us more. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. So what are we seeing at the airport at this hour? Well, we're seeing quite a few uh, cancellations already just because of the trickle effects from those storms uh, throughout the week and, and expected today. So as of uh, a couple minutes ago, we have nine departure flights that are canceled, a couple delays already. Um, but a big thing to remember is if you are traveling today, and even if you take a look this morning, you're not traveling till this afternoon and your flight's on time this morning, just keep a close eye on the status of your flight because it could change throughout the day, like right up to the minute before you leave home. Make sure you double check the status of your flight. And if there are any changes, make sure you follow those instructions provided to you by your airline via email or text or any other forms of communication. And the big thing is, is if you're in Winnipeg and your flight is canceled, stay home. Don't come to the airport. Just follow those instructions provided to you by your airline. Now, we know the situation in Toronto and Vancouver has had the greatest ripple effect. But will cold and wind here in Winnipeg impact anything? 
we're not expecting any of the weather that we're that's forecasted today here in Winnipeg to affect things. It's mainly the uh, the ripple effect from those storms across the country, and really that's the thing is anytime there's a delay or cancellation anywhere in the aviation network, you're going to see those ripple effects throughout the country, and especially here at Winnipeg Richardson International Airport. And that's what we saw the last couple of days, and that's what we're going to see again today. You know, I heard you just mentioned that the advice is to check the status of your flight, of course, before coming to the airport and if it's canceled to stay home. But I know that feeling and and perhaps you've been there before, too. You feel like you need to be at the airport just in case or maybe you can plead your case or find that other flight. Why is that the advice to stay home? Because I know for many that's easier said than done, Michelle. Because most of the time the airlines will be able to assist you via the phone or online than in person. Um, A big thing to remember is if the check-in counters are trying to uh, help passengers who are flying out that day and then trying to reaccommodate other passengers, that can lead to long lines and possibly missed flights for, for some people or just... Um, unnecessary wait times for those who are trying to rebook for a canceled flight. Uh, best bet, again, is just to stay home, follow those instructions provided to you by your airline, be it phone or, or click here to accommodate or, or whatever uh, options they provide you, and that'd be um, uh, the more preferred option than coming to the airport and potentially standing in a line for, for a long time. And what's the recommendation for passengers? Let's say they show up at the airport because their flight is scheduled to go and then it gets canceled. Um, what should they do then? Well, we understand that there could be those changes because we still recommend that if you are scheduled to fly out today to arrive early. So if it's domestic flight two hours before departure, if you're flying internationally to the U.S., it's three hours before departure. So if those changes happen when you're en route to the airport, best bet again is follow those instructions provided to you by your airline. They'll be able to best point you in the direction of how to be reaccommodated, uh, to get a refund if you want to go that option, or whatever options are available. So again, follow those instructions provided to you by your airline if you're planning to fly out today, tomorrow, even the next couple of days. Some people might, you know, when I'm looking at the website now at the Winnipeg Airport Authority, and that's waa.ca, and then people can click arrivals or departures. For example, there's a Sunwin flight for Veradero that's supposed to leave at 10, and it's now delayed until later tonight. And I'm just using this as an example, Mitch, because we might not know the situation there, but people need to remember the planes aren't just sitting here waiting to go, right? They're often coming from elsewhere. So, for example, if that plane is in Toronto or Quebec or BC, it might just not be able to get here to get passengers to their destination. Exactly. It's that ripple effect that we're mentioning. So oftentimes uh, the plane will be used two or three times earlier in the day before making its way to Winnipeg. So if it's delayed on its first departure of the day, say it's somewhere else in the country, and it's got to stop at two or three different cities before making its way to Winnipeg to pick up passengers, those delays will only kind of compound by the time it gets here. So even though you're seeing a delay, for example, like you said, the Sunwing flight later today or a couple other flights, um, it's possibly because it's delayed taking off of wherever that plane is currently or was earlier in the day. So um, it's, the, it's those ripple effects that we see anytime there's a cancellation or a delay. Michelle, what about cargo? I mean, this is a busy time of year for that as well with people sending gifts across the country. What are you seeing on that front? Cargo is still moving um, pretty well. Uh, we do see a couple of delays here and there, but uh, for the most part, cargo is flying over well, pretty uh, arriving fairly well overnight here in Winnipeg. And most of those flights are happening overnight um, and are, um, are are flying from all over parts of, of North America. So oftentimes, I know our cargo partners can kind of redirect their, uh, their goods if they see storms coming and so forth. But uh, for the most part, cargo flights have been uh, still arriving at 
All right, Michelle Rosette with the Winnipeg Airports Authority joining us live on 680 CJOB. Michelle, thank you very much for this. We appreciate it. Take care. Yeah, if you were trying to, you know, you sent a gift or you ordered something late mm-hmm. uh, online, hoping it comes in, maybe, it, you know, this might, I guess, well, I guess they'd still work on Saturdays or whatnot, but... Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't even bother. I, I went to. I tried to order something last week, and when I it had the the ETA was like January fifteenth. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you know the hard part is is that for so many people, like you you can't. You're looking to connect with loved ones for the first time, maybe in two and a half years this Christmas, and if you can't get to them, you know you might have tried to send something. And I send a lot of packages at this time of year because I've got nieces and nephews, like all over the world it feels like and i don't think any of it's arrived i think the one small minor present got to one of our nephews in edmonton i'm like well that's not even really the gift it makes no sense without the other stuff so i feel kind of terrible and my mom sent something here that i'm trying to figure out whether to give the kids or not too because the main part is missing so they're gonna open it up and be like what am i doing with this <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, I don't want to say it out loud because you know my kids are listening to CJOB at seven fifty-five in the morning. They hey, get up. it's you, hard on their alarm clock. Yeah, you don't want to jinx it. You don't want to <laughs> jinx it. Like I took a video of you yesterday. I gave I gave Loren uh, the best present. Sorry, that was very loud. <laughs> a throw blanket for Dunder Mifflin Paper yes. Company from the office, and I took a video of it, and I didn't end up doing anything with it because in the middle of it I explained where I bought it and what I was buying for a friend of mine and like well oh, right. <laughs> so I yeah I'm like, I can't share this anywhere because then I'm just giving away that gift so there you go we've got to be careful I will wear it again I put that blanket on like a cape like a Dunder Mifflin, Mifflin hero I will be here to satisfy all your paper needs and I will wear it around the office again so don't worry about it the <laughs> office blanket at the office <laughs> It is McGarry and McNabb, Matt Abra on the board, in for producer Jeff Forte. Mackling is off today. In a moment, we are going to tell you about something that just opened in Winnipeg. It's the first of its kind in Canada. And after Global News at 9, it's our weekly gab with Gabby. But before anything else, of course, the big one today is the weather and the travel that is being affected by that weather. What does Jean have for us on our text line, Loren? Well, we had some preemptive cancellations by WestJet uh, in and out of Toronto, some cancellations in Vancouver and other airlines with delays. And so I'm looking at the Winnipeg Airport Authority website right now. And as we speak, there was supposed to be a flight leaving to Toronto. It was canceled. Another flight to Hamilton. It was canceled. And Jean texted to say, yeah, I was supposed to be on one of those flights to Hamilton this morning, or rather she and her husband were. Can't say I'm surprised. I had a good friend call to invite us to Christmas dinner after he watched the six o'clock news last night, just in case we got canceled. I'm sad we are missing the first Christmas my nephew and his girlfriend are hosting in their new home. We'll never get that first back, Gene says, but it could certainly be a lot worse. Merry Christmas. And you can feel free to continue to weigh in on 204-780-6868 if you are affected by the travel situation or maybe you were expecting someone to come visit you and that's been affected. Let us know. Uh, Also on our text line... 
We're asking you to tell us about the treats that you enjoy at this time of year. Terry says, I finally made my Christmas, as Terry calls it, my Christmas crack. It's a salty, sweet treat. Saltine crackers with homemade caramel on that, with chocolate melted on that, and then whatever toppings you want. I put fun things on top, or you can leave it plain. It hardens, and then you crack it into pieces. It's so good. Tastes like a score bar, but better. Salty and sweet for the win. Oh, yum. Those saltines alone, I don't like to have in my house. Like, I can't. If, if you're adding chocolate on them, Brett, forget it. I can't have them in my house. If I have saltine crackers and peanut butter in the house, it's game over. It's hey. just, it's game over. As Don said on our text line, 780-6868, sent a meme saying, you know what I'm getting for Christmas? <laughs> fat. <laughs> getting fat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, by the way, te- text us for a chance to win tickets for Hockey Can't Stop. Bisons versus the Ukrainian national team, January 9th at Canada Life Centre. This is going to be a really special game. And we have a four-pack of tickets to give away for that. As we head into the Christmas weekend, many will be busy, but many might not be. You know, maybe you don't have a lot of family or, or maybe you don't like your family <laughs> or maybe you just don't celebrate Christmas or uh, maybe you just like going to the movies and as we told you at 735 lots of new movies this weekend and in case you missed it a couple weeks ago there is a brand new theater in winnipeg cineplex junction at kildonan place so kevin matthews is the executive director of manitoba and northern ontario operations for cineplex and we say good morning hi kevin good morning hi thanks for having me well thanks for taking the time because i just drove past this location on regent the other day and i'm super curious what is the Cineplex Junction experience. Yeah, so the, the Cineplex Junction is Junction with an X because it's it's really a, a, a crossroads between some of the different uh, out-of-home experiences that we have. So we have the rec room and we have Palladium and theaters, and this is sort of the intersection where those get to meet and and live together. It's it's more than a movie. There's a lot of different things you can do, um, and when you come to Junction, um, to to get out of the house and uh, just enjoy um, the different types of entertainment experiences we have. So, what are some of the things? Like, because I understand, for example, you've got. Uh, do you have power recliner seats in these theaters? We certainly do. They are some really comfortable seats, uh, power recliners. Uh, in addition to that, each seat has uh, a swivel table. So as you're eating your pizza or your Philly cheesesteak sandwich um, that we sell in our bites, um, you have that table there. Or maybe you're going to have a beer as you're sitting in the uh, the auditorium, if you like. Or maybe it's uh, it's a pop from our freestyle area. So uh, those are really unique seats. Um, in, so, in one auditorium, in our AVX auditorium, uh, we also have D-Box, uh, the motion-activated recliners. Um, so just imagine watching a movie like Top Gun reclined back as, as Tom Cruise is flying through and, um, you know, doing his, his aerial uh, assault. Yeah, you, you could mention that movie up so many times, and both Brett and I would say we loved it and have seen it a few times since we watched it the first time on the big screen. You know, we talk an awful lot about movies because they're, especially in the past couple of years, Kevin, that way to pass time during COVID and how to do it became really important. And it might have been uh, watching things at home, and now we're looking to get back out there. And so how important is it for your industry to really evolve that big screen experience, considering maybe the changes to habits we've seen over the past two and a half years? 
Yeah, it, it is really important um, for for us to continue to evolve. And it's something that we've really always, I think we've been a leader as an organization in doing, just constantly evolving the entertainment experience um, to, to make it, you know, um, more than just the movies. So with the gaming that we have there, um, we also have live entertainment as they come in, um, which is new to a theater, um, but, you know, an iteration that came from, again, the rec room, uh, a lot of different immersive types of games. And it's also led us to say, hey, you know, there's some great ways in which we can um, entertain other senses through our bites and the food offerings that we have there as well. So um, to the point of just evolving, it's something that we that we always need to do because people are always looking for something different and something unique and something fun. And, um, you know, we enjoy to we enjoy providing it. That's that's what we do is provide these great experiences. So you have six screens at this location, Cineplex Junction at Kildonan Place. They're all equipped with the power. So another, just a follow-up on the, the recliner seats. So is this a situation where, I guess, the, the capacity uh, compared to a traditional auditorium would be greatly reduced because these seats take up so much more room, right? Exactly. They do take up that much more room uh, to the point where you can only fit about half the amount of seats um, in the same size auditorium that if they were not recliner seats. And then the second question on that, any plans to maybe retrofit other existing theaters to, to go with these reclining seats? We, we are, um, you know, constantly looking at, um, you know, which locations are sort of next um, and evaluating that all the time. And there's, uh, there's certainly some that we're looking at in the in the Winnipeg market as well, um, but that's all I can say on that at this point. What about BYOB is in bring your own blanket because that's what I often want when I'm at those recliners. Is that frowned upon, Kevin? <laughs> if if that's what's going to make you comfy, absolutely <laughs> bring your own blanket. Uh, you know that's you know it's one of the great things with the recliners is. We wanted to make these chairs very, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we see it. We see people bring in a blanket and uh, cozy up and, you know, watch a movie. Um, the, the best way that they, they, uh, they enjoy it, and uh, we certainly encourage it. And, Kevin, before we let you go, lots of new movies this weekend. Uh, Avatar just opened last week, and it's doing pretty well. Is it typically busy at the movies for Christmas? Yes, this this is typically our busiest two weeks of the year. Um, it ramped, started ramping up yesterday with school uh, school coming out, and today, um, you know, it's going to be really busy with movies like Puss in Boots, um, you know, and then we have Violent Night, which is obviously, as you know, is filmed in Winnipeg, which is great to have. Um, so yeah, this this is our this is our busiest two weeks of the year. Um, and it's certainly a great time for us to be have opened. Um, you know, it's not only is it the busiest time, but everybody gets to see it for the first time. So uh, it's a great experience over the holiday break. All right. Kevin Matthews, Executive Director of Manitoba and Northern Ontario Operations for Cineplex. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. And it's nice to see Kildonan Place with a fancy upgraded theater. Because I remember when, back when they upgraded their theater like 30 years ago, 
And then suddenly the Kildonan Place had the night, like one of the, the nicest and busiest theaters in the city. Like on Tuesdays, Cheap Night Tuesdays, remember those, Loren? Oh, yeah. Um, Tony Tuesdays. I don't know if that applied for that. I might be thinking tacos or something. But. I can't remember what it was. I think it might have been two bucks or three bucks. Um, but you'd have to get there like two and a half hours yeah. early. And line and then just stand in line because <laughs> it was every people would come from all over the place and then they opened Silver City and Saint Vitel mm-hmm. and uh, that was it that that theater sort of dried up uh, so I'm curious to see how this is going to go uh, and it's it's kind of neat uh, I was just at Kildonan Place the other day and the when they because they had a it walled off just in the main aisle yes. of the mall they opened up that wall. And it's like walking through a cavern to get to the entrance because it's around the other side of the mall. So even that was just kind of neat wandering through there. And I poked my head and thought, oh, this looks pretty nice in here. So I'm excited to check it out. You got to go. Then give us a review. And try not to fall asleep like Greg does in those recliners. (laughs) I've done it once. I've only done it once. I mean, on our shift, if you're going to a show after our shift, I totally get that. It's really hard not to fall asleep. Sometimes I think Greg goes there to sleep. (laughs) Could be, could be. He's like, ah, I don't really care about this movie, but Jackie wants to see it, so I'll go and I'll take a nap. (laughs) It is McGarry and McNabb. Mackling is off today. A reminder that we have tickets to give away for the Hockey Can't Stop Tour. Bison's. And the Ukrainian national team, January 9th, Canada Life Center. We've got a four-pack to give away. This is going to be a really awesome game. And we're asking you to text us about treats that you only have at this time of year, whether it's food or drink. Tell us a story for a chance to win. We're going to pick a winner in our next segment. But it is Friday at 9.05. Loren, do you want to take a shot at uh, the intro here? No, Greg's uh, not here to do it. Something about CKND, the voice of Channel 12, used to be a station in the States, was moved to Winnipeg. <laughs> I like this version. I like it. A couple different incarnations. We're joined by the fabulous host of Global News Morning, Gabrielle Marchand. Marchand. Gabrielle Marchand. I'm reading here, too, in front of me, somebody put Le du Poule eggnog. So oh. uh, we're really Frenching it up this morning. <laughs> it's supposed to be Le du Poulet. Cam was very upset with himself because he yeah. was making the point that eggnog in French is milk of chicken, which is decidedly less appetizing because now you're just picturing little baby figures milking the chicken. You know Ben Stiller when he milks his cat. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. Now we need to pull up that clip and I'll watch it together at some point. It's very mm-hmm. disturbing. Hey, milking mm-hmm. a cat. Ooh. So what's your, do you have any treats that you enjoy at this time of year? You know what? I do make eggnog actually. That's it. Every year. Uh, you it, make it. Yeah. I make homemade eggnog for people I care about because it's kind of an endeavor. I'm not great at separating the eggs. So that whole thing throws me for a loop and you have to separate between six and 12, depending on how much you want to make. But Is it this, just egg whites then? Uh, no, it's egg uh, yolk. Oh, the one I make. I think you can do, there's a recipe I saw where you whip the egg white and then you fold that in later, but the actual eggnog is uh, the egg yolk. It's the yellow part of the egg. So I'll do it. it it's kind of time intensive. Time, um, it takes a lot of time in that sense, but I did it this year, you guys, and I was really excited. I was so worried about giving this person salmonella that I really, <laughs> I, I overcooked it. It sort of became like a custard in the fridge. So I had egg custard. I didn't hate it, but I had to shake it up with some milk because it was 
thick. Okay, so that's cool. And do you add the? Do you put the rum in the eggnog? The libations. There were some Kraken ones. There was a bourbon one. There was a spiced Ooh. whiskey one. There oh were, wow! There were all the eggnogs being. Cons- Are you an eggnog person? No. No, you don't like it. Well, you know what? I've I think I've only actually had it once or twice in my life, and it's been a while. So I should give it another shot uh, because a friend of mine makes he makes this rum cream. That Ooh, is yum. just delightful. And uh, so I'm wondering if, because uh, I don't think I've ever had eggnog and rum. I just, I tried it when oh. I was a kid and I. Brett, what? Yeah. So you're a rum person. I know. I, don't get me wrong. I don't like eggnog either. And it's not because I dislike it. It's not that I drink it and think, ew. I just don't like it the way people really crave it this time of year. But I have a feeling like a rum soaked drink, period, of any variety would be. Is it bad? Yeah, I mean, well, you're right. Anytime I get a cocktail, I look for I, that's the. It's like a, the doing a one. word search and like which one of these has rum, <laughs> and then okay, I want that one. But uh, yeah, you know, maybe this weekend because I think my dad usually gets some eggnog. Uh, so yeah, give it a go. Let us know. Okay, I will do that. I will try it, and we'll find out. What about um, one of the things we were talking about this week was hugs and. More on that, public displays of affection. Listen, I'm not trying to make light of HR departments and what is very important in offices, just to be clear, but I'm amazed I have not been fired (laughs) with the amount of touching, hugging that I do. I'm just a touchy-feely person, Mm -hmm. you know? And Loren, actually, you're from Minnedosa. One of our former coworkers, Abigail Turner, also from Minnedosa, hated hugs. Hated hugs. I remember I joked about giving her a hug on air and she was like, don't touch me. And so she's from the town. You got to go to the farm in Adosa people, the farm folk, but the townies, you know, the townies. townies. So are you a hugger then? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. I love a hug. I can't wait to give you a high five. I love a back slap. I'm I'm in the same boat. Like, I'm sure there's a file somewhere with all sorts of complaints about me. (laughs) (laughs) It's very hard because it and I get it. Like, you really have to respect people's boundaries. But you're fighting this natural instinct to go in, you know, like to give the hug or like to touch them on the shoulder. And there are very many people out there who are like like I've I've been karate chopped like with my hands. What is where is this hand going? And I'm like, just to your shoulder, man. Like, Mid-air. But then you realize they don't want it. You know what, though? And I love receiving it. I just find it so comforting. When somebody gives me a hug, when somebody gives me the old shoulder, I don't want to say caress because that word sounds creepy, but mm-hmm. the old yep. shoulder kind of, what's the right word for that, Brett? You know, it's a... Like a, like a tap. Like, like more a tap, like a, yeah. Like it's not a massage. What would you call that? Because that sounds creepy too. You shouldn't be walking really around creepy. Don't massage your people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's bad. But yeah, no, I like... I like to, how about just a pat? Like yeah, a pat, pat on the shoulder? Yeah, it's comforting. It's affirmation touch. That's what I think. What There's about- no good word for this. I'm, I'm, I'm no. struggling. I'm like, caress? No. No, caress. Rub? No. no. Massage? No. <laughs> what is the word? It all sounds HR problematic. But yeah. <laughs> what is the word? If somebody at home is listening and can think of the shoulder gesture <laughs> we're referring to, please share. Now, we were also talking about Loren heading into Transcona. She lives south of the city, but we'll drive in specifically to go to Savala's on Victoria to get pierogies. Uh, do you ever go out of your way to get something specific that you really like? I so respect that one. Pierogies love Transcona more than anything. When it comes to coffee, I'll drive even in traffic, you know, 4, 4.30 p.m., 30 minutes across the city to get a cup of coffee from a place I like. And to that note, I'll also every now and then drive to Brandon to get uh, Forbidden Flavors coffee roasters beans. It's this place in Brandon and they do coffee. And I like flavored coffee, right? I'm like a sugar and cream flavored kind of gal. 
So yeah, anything for coffee, I'll do it for the cup of joe. How did you find this Forbidden Flavors place? My old co-host introduced it to me, and then we ordered. You can order it, too. I mean, that's probably makes more sense than driving to Brandon to literally pick up coffee. But hey, you don't have a road trip, right, Lauren? Why do you drive to Transcona to get progies? Because they're really good. <laughs> and then you put them, like, in your trunk. Because one time I drove with them in the back of the car, and all you could smell, even though they're frozen, like, hot damn, that smells like a great bag of pierogi. So now I put them in the trunk, Ooh. but then I can still have them wafting. It's like when you pick up takeout bread and you don't want to eat it till you're home because mm-hmm. you want to actually enjoy it. But if you you can't, like, you're just reaching for that. You're reaching into that bag. I'm you that can't person stop yourself. who's cracked literally a thing of gravy and put it in the yeah. cup holder and then I'm dipping my fries in because yes. I just couldn't <laughs> wait till I got home. I have 100% <laughs> done that with all sorts of dipping sauces. My console is another... HR dem- nightmare. It's disgusting too. Whenever I order, yeah, if I go through a drive-through like a bur- and get burger and fries, the fries rarely make it home. Uh, so what I do now, whenever I pick up, I, whenever I get takeout, I've got like you know just like a, a cooler bag. Ooh. So I'm like, it's like my own little mini sort of DoorDash, skip the dishes kind of bag, and then I, I put it in there, and then it's zipped up, and I put it and in the back it? seat. Do you have like a lock? <laughs> I just <laughs> <laughs> there. I, I think there was a one time where I still went into the cooler bag and grabbed some fries. Oh, no. So yeah, I put it, just leave it in the back seat. You got to get an extra bird for the way home. One bird for home, one for the way home. That's it. Gabrielle Marchand is the host of Global News Morning, Global Winnipeg. Weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Gabby, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you and yours. With just a couple of exceptions, like the Premier or Police Chief, we're not quite having guests in studio yet. But when we do, I I really think our next guest has to be one of the first people we have back because he's like a he's like a grenade of positivity, a, a bomb cyclone, if you will. Yes, make uh, it a positive term, Brett. <laughs> a bomb cyclone of joy, and he's here to tell us about something rather unique that he's hosting tomorrow night: a comedy show, Christmas in Winterpeg. He's the founder of the organization called African Ad. He goes by the stage name A Y DeSenator. Good morning, AY. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is an exciting time. Christmas is in the air. And where would I love to celebrate first, if not on 680 CJOB, with my fantastic trio. Fortunately, one is not around today. <laughs> so I'm still excited that the dynamic duo are in the air. <laughs> uh, thank you, AY. It's always always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, you. You're a Canadian, a proud Canadian, but you're originally from Nigeria. So before we talk about your show, the comedy show tomorrow night, I'm curious to know, what is there anything different? different about how you celebrate Christmas. You know, one thing about um, Christmas, it brings even those that have low spirit to have a very high spirit. There's something synonymous to Christmas in the hair, especially with African and now talking about Nigerians. Nigerians have a very high level of uh, uh, excitement that comes out especially during Christmas. We celebrate it with everything we have, not minding what we don't have. That is what Christmas brings to us. It's not only with food. It's not only with music. Nigerians love to see people happy. We love, you know, we transmit and exhume happiness. Uh, the study, confirmed and unconfirmed study, has said there's overtime that Nigerians carry along a bag of 
happy candies giving people wherever they go. And that's what we bring, especially to Christmas. So weather sometimes have a way of shake and shaking you, but while we are here in Canada and we are now Canadians, we will not let that happen. That's why we are sharing the excitement that Christmas brings to people. So let's talk about what you're doing tomorrow night then, AY, because it's a comedy show on Christmas Eve. Why Christmas Eve? Thank you so much for over the years, the Nigerian, uh, the Manitoba Nigerian community has been feeling really down over the course of this, uh, you know, COVID, not able to go out and, and, and celebrate. We are people that love going out, celebrating with family, with friends, and COVID has done not a good job keeping people at home. You know, the, the kind of uh, mental health being battered here and there, and especially the people see Winnipeg and Manitoba is a place that where they don't even celebrate Christmas like we used to back home. So I just thought to myself, what better way, what can we do to bring the excitement back? What can we do to make people happy? What can we do to crack people's ribs and make them happy? I said the only way is to bring comedy, and not just bringing comedy, bring comedy from global and world-renowned comedians I am Malcolm, popularly called AY also, to bring from Godwin, who is popularly called Godwin, and Aleno, and MC Morris. And these are award-winning, global-known comedians that Nigerians love to see. So everyone has been calling me that, are you sure they're coming? How could you pull this big or not? Thank you. I said, no, let's thank the spirit of friendly Manitoba in us that has really connected with us to bring this to Winnipeg, and that's why we are doing this on the Christmas Eve, so that we'll have a beautiful, laughing, you know, happy Christmas. It's going to be all night till Christmas Day tomorrow. Well, you mentioned that they're they're coming. These are internationally known comedians, and they're coming here. Do you know if they're already here? Because with all of the travel chaos that's happening everywhere, um, I cannot. <laughs> I can assure you, they are. Presently now in Ontario, they will be dropping the Christmas laughter bomb in winter today. And after the uh, winter, Christmas in winter, the next flight they're taking tonight is Winnipeg Flame. And they are coming. We are looking positive. We know it's going to happen. Nothing is stopping because we, we were on the phone together and we could see the video. People have been asking, are you sure the weather is looking down? So said, don't worry about the weather. The power of Christmas turns things around. Magic <laughs> happens and positivity is what I can. It's going to happen. Nothing is stopping that. Did you just say laughter bomb? Yeah. I like it, AY. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, there's a way that I laugh that will incite and ignite the next person. We call it instigating laughing. So our laugh is different from your laugh. You can laugh like a gentleman or a gentle lady, but even Nigerian laugh beside you and crack a joke, you will laugh, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> so we bring that in a very, very positive way. It's laughter bond. So the, you, the, the headliner, A-Y, also going by A-Y. You're an A-Y. Are you, the two of you going to have some sort of like a head-to-head showdown tomorrow night? I have to say um, I cannot even confirm or deny that. At the moment, 
because AY lies, they call him, and knowing that I am AY, also the senator, we've come a long way. He's been, uh, he's been in the industry for over 30 years. While myself, I was crawling behind, he's a, he's a kind of a mentor and uh, someone that I look up to. And he said, you know what, I'm going to allow you to just be at that AY, the senator for now, because you're not stealing everything. <laughs> we love to share. I love it. So for those who are learning more about the show, but and we've learned a lot about you, but tell us about AY Live. Like, what's, where is he from? What's his, what's his deal? What, what's about him? Ayomakon uh, um, is, uh, is his original name. And he's a, a, a man that hails from Wari. We call Wari in Nigeria. It's a very, very big place where, where they, most of the young men there, all they do is entertainment. And when they talk, you, you cannot just keep quiet. Even if you are in a very sorrowful and, and sad mood, they have a way of bringing something that would change your mood to you. People know AY life so much because if you Google him, then you will know, oh, I didn't know this guy is this big. He's uh, really accrued a lot of awards here and there, even in Hollywood, in Canada here, in Nigeria, in Africa in general. He has won a Guinness World Record for one of his uh, latest movie that accrued I think it's over $250 million, just one movie. So he's a well-known comedian. The other person got done is the grandfather of comedy. This guy, I just just hope one or two of you could just, you know, meet up with him and see him in action. We will be doing a press conference at the airport tomorrow morning uh, on the arrival at 12 noon. Hopefully, if I can have, then you will know that what I'm saying is not just uh, uh, just just hyping these people up. They carry what it's called the comedy spirit, and they are going around dropping the laughter bomb wherever they go. That also goes for Eleno and uh, MC Morris. And myself, you know, Carrie is always power, positivity, making people laugh, taking people from, you know, the, the Donald Trump of, of, of deep depression and taking it off them, like, come on, shake it up. We have life, then we can celebrate, and this is Christmas. What else do Christmas bring if not laughter? I just want to add here before we let you go, AY, Brett off the top talked about your positivity. A text from one of our listeners in just now goes, for the love of God and Christmas, please have two more segments with AY. I have never heard someone so positive and awesome. Oh, thank you so much, whoever that is. We, 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 we just, you know, being in friendly Manitoba, we need to show up. We need to really tell people we are not just Nigerians, Canadian. We are really friendly Nigerian, Canadian and friendly Nigerian Manitobans. Thank you for having me on your show. That's why I love CJOB so much. 